Hello, welcome into the Irish NFL show against the odds podcast. Uh, incredible, we're doing this seven weeks into the season, so you know, very proud of our uh, work ethic and capabilities. Brian O'Leary, Brian, how, how's the form? How are you getting on week seven? Um, this season's flying. In. Yes, Michael, another week. Um, yes, we're just continuous. Uh, betting podcast is very good. Um, how we continue to organize it with everything else going on in the background for the show, and obviously, uh, leading up to another London game next week. But week seven, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Really, like the NFL season, you wait so long and it just seems to go with a blink of an eye. It's hard to believe we're into a stage now where teams are on bye weeks. And we're going to discuss three games this week, which, despite some of the records, are still very interesting to look at. Yeah, we're using points bet odds. Uh, so basically, folks, you can't use points bet in Ireland or the UK but or, or Europe, but... Um, you know, obviously your bookie may have different odds, that's fine. So just be wary of that. Also, more importantly, please, only about what you can afford, 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. It has, it's supposed to be fun. Please make sure it is. Do not be taking it to that level, please. And that's why we want to do this podcast for a bit of crack, but also take it seriously as well. Uh, we're going to look at America's Game of the Week at 9 o'clock on Fox this weekend. Sunday Night Football. On Monday Night Football, we're going to talk about the Moneyline Handicap and any other stats or bets included in that. The first game that we're going to look at Um is the Chiefs going to Levi's to play the 49ers? Uh, Brian, the Niners with a, with a disappointing, um, well, to be fair to say, disappointing will be an understatement. They were very uh, poor, I thought, last week against the Falcons. I know a lot of Niners fans that I knew were at like a big party in, in England for that. They traveled over and stuff, and they were a bit disappointed with how the game went. They, they had a great evening, but you know, offensively, the Niners are sort of middle of the ground. They're putting up um, a 40% third down conversion rate. They're struggling at certain points in their offense. And obviously they've got a lot of injuries on the defense. Um, it doesn't get any easier this week when you've got the Chiefs rolling in the town. The Chiefs have been a top five unit in terms of the third down efficiency. And when you've got a guy like Travis Kelsey, who's leading the lead in, touch, leading the lead in touchdowns, um, it's never going to be easy, especially when you have those injuries. Do you think this week, before we look at the bets, that this could be a... With all their injuries, the Niners could even just write this off and move on. I know I thought that a few weeks ago when they played at home to the Rams on Monday Night Football. I thought the Rams would go in there and beat them because of the situation they had with injuries and they found a way to win. And they got set Debo Samuel really involved in that game. I've been a little bit disappointed with Debo so far. He hasn't really hit the ground running like we saw last year. Put that down, maybe large, large, I suppose, largely down to the fact that the offense is, as you said, it's a bit stop start. Um, Garoppolo's chose two touchdowns last week, but then chose two interceptions. The injuries, I don't know what it is with the 49ers. It just seems to be like, I think it was last year, the year before, the essentially the season was written off after the after the Super Bowl, where they just had so many injuries. And right now they've got so many injuries like last week in a game in which we all picked them to win. I suppose we probably didn't take into reflecting on it. We didn't home in too much on the amount of injuries they had. They're up against it again this week. Like, you, you've got to choose to him. Got a Chiefs team coming off a defeat as well, a big divisional, sorry, big uh, conference defeat to the Bills. You know, we spoke about how important that game was for probably further down the line in terms of home field advantage in the playoffs and to lose that game. And they were in it for so long and in it, and it was a very close game. So they'd be reading off that. It's a repeat of the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago, Super Bowl 54. And the two quarterbacks are still there after all the offseason conversations about Garoppolo getting traded and then Trey Lance and then the injury. Again, it's the same two quarterbacks coming up against each other. 
What's the uh, what's the line number on it, Michael? It's tight. Yeah, so the spread. Uh, the Chiefs are favoured in spread minus three in the handicap, 14-15 on. The over-under is 10 to 11 of 46.5. And the Chiefs, obviously, because of that, is favoured on the money line. Um, I don't like the over. And I think if you're going to get any value, it's going to be the spread here. Um, I know people are saying about the Niners' defence. I just think if it's a home game, the crowd will play a factor and you could maybe see them winning, the Chiefs winning like 24-10, which if that happened, it would be under. Um, the under's 20 to 21. I know people that listen to betting podcasts in the NFL don't like people going on the under, but I don't like the over in this game, to be honest with you. Well, I think people go whatever way to see fit to win money. I did. I, I had an over-under last weekend and was treating more unders and they all came in. I wasn't complaining. I'm with you on this one, Michael. I know a few, it's been a few weeks where we've gone against each other, but I, I'm, I think we're in lockstep on this. I like the Chiefs. I think minus three is quite low. And I do think the under. Um, I don't think it was the same last week, but the the Bills, the Bills Chiefs. I think the over under was fifty four. I know that's quite high in comparison to this game, but there's a lot more games this, this season going under rather than going over. If you look at the stats, and that's the way I'd be leaning in this game as well. Yes, sir. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is Sunday night football, and you know I feel for NBC here. It's the Steelers against the Dolphins. Um, obviously the Dolphins have had a number of issues at quarterback over the last few weeks. Um. And Tua is back this week fully fit. Thank God he's okay. The Steelers have got issues with concussions as well. Obviously, Kenny Pickett went out in the game last week and Trubisky came in. Um, sorry, but this is not a great game for me. I, I don't really like this game on a primetime spot. I understand they're two historic franchises and have many fans across the world. I just, in terms of, an, like, I think at that time of the night, especially in Ireland, you want to have a game which is uh, end-to-end entertaining and I understand you can't have that every week and we seen that last week in the first half with the Eagles and the Cowboys um, in terms of the spread the Dolphins are six and a half point favourites at 14 to 15 on the over is 44 and a half Dolphins money line is one to three on I think the value there Brian honestly is probably on the spread the over is interesting because you don't really know what you're going to get quarterback with the Steelers and frankly I don't, I don't mean this in any negativity Okay, two is fully back fit, but every quarterback's been down for the Dolphins this so far this season. So what's to say he gets through the whole game again? I just I think I don't see value in the money line, but I can see why people would take a spread in this game. Yeah, this is the tour quarterback that the, the Dolphins have had to play with this season. Um, for anybody who hasn't been keeping tabs on it, three concussions. Uh, so we had the two incidents. Teddy Bridgewater got a concussion against the Jets. Skylar Thompson came in last week. Uh, he replaced. Bridgewater in that game, he started last weekend, he got a concussion, Teddy Bridgewater had to come, come back in. Look, with all the scrutiny and all the conversation around Tua coming back and obviously what happened to him after the Bills game and then playing only four days later, I don't think the Dolphins would, in their right mind, be risking him this time. I expect he's coming back 100% and for that reason, I think we will see him ball out because the first few games he had a really good game, he had a great connection with Tyreek Hill, we saw the big comeback against the Ravens and the Steelers, yeah, look, they had a great win last weekend against the Bucs. None of us thought they'd win. We all felt they were going in the wrong direction. They kind of epitomised the head coach in which they have. But I think on Sunday night football, with two back bottle, yeah, uh, to tight end last weekend, a really good game, two touchdowns for the Dolphins. He's starting to get back into the fold. Uh, you got Tyreek Hill. I only see it one way in this game, and that's that the Dolphins are going to win. They're going to cover the line. Um, Kenny Pickett was cleared yesterday. Uh, from concussion, so I was a bit surprised by that. So he's expected to play. Tough, tough fast from going in because the Dolphins' defense has played 
well for large parts of this season. So I, I'm I'm going to spread here. I think the Dolphins will cover. I am concerning on the over under. It's difficult one because if the if the Steelers don't run the ball, like you know, you could find a scenario where they're only putting up 10, 12 points. Do the Dolphins go guns blazing late in the game for more points? I probably I probably side under, but I certainly think it's going to be a, a comfortable win for the Dolphins. Yeah, at the time of recording, we're not sure who the starting quarterback is for the Steelers. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, we're just uh... yeah, he's clear, but there's still no confirmation whether Pickett's going to play. If if, if not, it'd be Trubisky, and we've all aired our views on Trubisky. He played well when he came in last week, but he's not the long term solution. Yeah, in terms of his performance so far this year, he's completing 60.9% of his passes, nearly 800 total yards. On the other hand, in three games, Pickett has got 514 yards, three touchdowns, sorry, one touchdown, uh, 66.3% completion rate, but at the same time, he's thrown four interceptions. So it's a work in progress there in Pittsburgh. Um, I like the Dolphins on this. Um, I've already told told myself, hypothetically, I'm not staying up for either of these games Sunday or Monday. I'm not putting myself through it anymore. And I'm certainly not putting myself through this. Um, I watched the Bears against the Commanders last week and Jesus wept. I mean, if there was ever a moment you had to go to confession for doing something, it was that. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I I mean, sorry to Bears fans. And like, look, <laughs> this game is Monday Night Football, and obviously every team has to get on. Like, well, every team doesn't have to get on it because the team that I support weren't on Monday Night Football at all last year. So it's an interesting pick. They probably picked this thinking that you'd have year two Mac Jones going up a level. Justin Fields may have had a decent start for the Bears. Two of two obviously big franchises. Patriots minus seven and a half in the spread. The over is 39 and a half. And the money line is two to seven on um, for the Patriots. I like the 39 and a half over uh, seven and a half. I'm not too sure of that in the handicap. You can obviously get different handicaps from me, five and a half, six and a half there. If you want to go down the value, depending on your bookmaker. But at the end of the day, Brian, um, it's, it's the Bailey Zappi show in New England. And people keep saying it's not a big deal. It's, it's, not, it's not a competition. But if he continues to play like this, you know, like it's going to start to become at least a question in New England. They've got a guy there that looks efficient on the offense, is managing that offense, which is not special in any way, should perform quite well. I think this is a, a win for the Patriots. It's a home game. Um, but I like the 39 and a half over because you can see the Bears getting 10 points in this game, I think. It's a nostalgic game, I'd imagine, Michael, when they were looking at the uh, scheduling. A repeat of Super Bowl 1985, going back a long time now, Bears against the Patriots. And you're right, I think they probably would have felt that Mac Jones was going to be playing and, you know, coming on from last season's good season, which they made the playoffs, and they thought Justin Fields would be moving in the right direction. I mean, I look at the Bears games, and, yeah, I, I watched the game in its entirety last week. It was a very disappointing game. And I look at their two wins. Week one against the 49ers, I mean, you called it out on the show earlier in the season that if that game is played in, played in good conditions, you know, and it's not a washout, the 49ers win that game. And then in week three, they played the Texans. And if it wasn't for some incredible throws at the end in terms of giveaways by the Texans' offense, would they have won that game? The Bears are struggling. There's a lot of people out there that feel they're the worst team in the league and they'll be selecting potentially number one next year, if not the Panthers. And the Patriots are, are going on a bit of a run here. Like They've won the last two games. People have written them off. They win this game, they go to... You know, they go to four and three, they play the Jets next week, which is a huge game then. But, you know, they could end up being five and three. And I, I do agree, John, the Zappi situation, 
um, in terms of, you know, you look back and reflect on what Belichick's done over the years when he brought Brady in, when Bledsoe, Bledsoe was deemed to be the quarterback. He'll go with the right guy in terms of who's going to win the games for him. And ultimately, right now, I think it is it is Bailey Zappi. I think this is a, I'm not going to go as far as it's blowout. I'll say comfortable win for the Patriots. Like seven and a half, nine doesn't scare me. Um, I, I was surprised. I thought this would be a nine and a half because the way the Patriots offense has played over the past two weeks. And I, it's the kind of game where I wouldn't see Belichick letting up either. You know, I think he wants to grow confidence in his quarterback and the running game has been very efficient. I could see them putting up 20, 27, 30 points in this game. And yeah, I could see a scenario where Bears score maybe a couple of late garbage time touchdowns, or whatever, and it goes over, goes on the over. So I'll say I'll agree with you on the over. 39 is quite low. <clears throat> and I'll go. I think the pages will cover this this number handily. Seven and a half. I think it's I I genuinely thought it'd be nine and a half pages to cover and the over to be here. Yeah, I've seen Bill Balachek give an answer on the Bears um overnight before we recorded this podcast. Um and it was about 15 lines long of detail. I think Bears fans should be a bit wary of that. He went into literally every element of the team, so he knows the team inside out. Um, is there a bet, Brian, that you like this weekend? For me, um, I like the... I had it here and I've lost it. Um, I like the Jets covering the Broncos at plus 0.5 in spread. I think that's good value at the minute. I don't have the Broncos winning in the next two weeks. I'll probably pick them in London because I support them in badness and I'll openly admit that here, but I don't have them winning on Sunday. Um, and also I like the under in that game, which is 38, I think. I think the Jets game comes down to the Russell Wilson factor. You know, people say, well, is there a factor anymore because Russell Wilson's not playing so well, but to me, if it comes down to... I think they'll turn it around in like a month, but it'll be too late. Literally, I do think they'll turn it around like in six weeks when everybody realises the guy had a whole offensive plan in, in Seattle, which all they need to do is just do that. That's all they need to do. But I, at that point, it'll be too late. But I genuinely think the Jets will win this game. Yeah, I don't like. I can totally agree where you're coming. I, I get where you're coming from in terms of okay. At some stage, the offense has to click, and he has to recognize that. Like Brady had to go into Tampa and they're in a brand new offense, and and it clicked at the end towards the back end of that season, and they got hot and they won the Super Bowl. Um, and then they said Brady would be more would be even better the following season. Yeah, his numbers were. Reflective of that, but I don't think he was as good as as we saw last Super year. I'm not sure with Wilson because why why he's been there from like the trade took place in March. Hackett was the head coach. They've been working all off season. Surely he knew what this offense was going to be and how it was going to work. It's it's baffling that it's just hasn't materialized to what we expected. In this game, uh, this isn't me better week. I'm just on this game. I still think the Broncos will find a way to win. I just think there's too much pressure on them now. They have to. Like you're right in what you're saying. Like I, I laughed at it and scoffed at it a couple of weeks ago when you said about the head coach potentially losing his job during the season. But if they were to lose this week and lose in 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 London, two and six, I think it's a this has to be. This is he has to go if it happens because the ownership didn't bring him in. They no, were he was there before the new owners came in. So yeah, they've no choice to him and they've no choice to Russell Wilson either in the long run if things don't don't improve even into next season. Anyway. We could be here all day talking about the Broncos. My better week, and people probably think this is a bit of a strange one. Bearing in mind, both teams are coming off a bye week, so both teams will be fresh. I've been impressed with the Raiders' offense the past few weeks. They they nearly went in and won an arrowhead. They lost by a point. They could have taken an extra point and gone. They could have taken the uh, point after the touchdown and gone into overtime, and who knows what would have happened. They beat the Broncos the week before that. They seem to be getting going on offense. Uh, Devontae Adams is starting to find himself. They're playing the Texans. 
Texas defense has been okay this season. I just think the Raiders recognize that this is this also is a scenario. It's a must-win game for the Raiders if they want to compete in that division against the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos. So I'm going to go with the Raiders, and I'm going to take the handicap, which I believe is around six and a half, seven points. I think they cover it. I think they put up a lot of points. Um, and the Texans, with their offense, don't find a way to match up um, and go blow for blow with them. So for me, I'm going to go Raiders. They win at home on Sunday night, which is the 9.25 game, Sunday evening. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, that's us for now. And anyone listening to this, I've put this podcast out in Thursday this week for the crack. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, this is tape, obviously, pre Thursday Night Football, so we haven't included in it. If you are betting, please bet responsibly, only gamble or only bet what you can afford. Um, you know, when the fun stops, please do stop. We'll be back next week to look at week eight betting. I'll be in London crying over a pint, probably. Um, and we've got previews coming out Friday morning, 6 a.m. And a full preview coming out Saturday morning, 6 a.m. Uh, on, on the podcast network. For now, Brian, thanks a million for chatting. Thanks, Michael.